Are you using a ratings chart for your repair versus replace conversation? Well, if not, you're gonna learn all about it on today's show. Now folks, before we get started today, we have a great announcement. We're super excited to announce that Cracking the Code is now available to you on Facebook Watch. Be sure to follow Contract University on Facebook and click the bell icon to turn on all the video notifications. You can like, comment, and share Cracking the Code content with all your friends and of course, everybody at your company. What would it be like if you had a tool to show your homeowner whether a replace or repair is the best option for them? Well, Drew Cameron has it and he's gonna tell you all about it right now. Thank you, Wally, and welcome to the EJA Contractor University studio and Cracking the Code. I am Drew Cameron from Flow Odyssey, and I am going to be your host today. And we're going to talk about repair versus replace. And in this particular episode, we're going to talk about a rating chart. As we've been talking about in some of the recent uh, Cracking the Code episodes, just giving you tools okay, that can help you, your technicians, you, you as a comfort advisor, have a conversation with a customer that will help guide them to make an informed and intelligent decision. I always say, give customers good information so they can make a good decision and they'll make a good decision. And I always like to use tools versus my opinion, right? Everybody's got an opinion and the customer's saying, well, if your opinion's not based on anything, then why should I go with it? Of course, because in, especially if you're a comfort advisor, as a technician, you can get away with some things because customers trust you implicitly. But as a, as a comfort advisor, when you're trying to guide this conversation, the customer sees it as transactional and sees that you're trying to sell them something. They don't typically get triggered that way by a technician who's wearing a uniform and has the tools and the training and the technology and maybe has some done, done some diagnostic work to get to a place, to get to a certain result where they're sharing information. But it's still helpful for a technician if you have a tool to share that information that's not just your opinion. And as a comfort advisor, always helpful to prove your work, right? I remember growing up, growing up in grade school, right? when you did your math work, you always had to show your work. You couldn't just show the answer, right? And this is no different. So in the home, having tools is very powerful because again, it takes out the bias. It takes out um, the customer's you know, uh, lack of trust, if you will, to some extent. Again, they, they, they're gonna feel the way they're gonna feel about the interaction with you, but the tool, as you'll see here, is based on some industry guidelines. And that's what you can tell a customer. We say, we have a tool here based on some industry guidelines for our area of the country, as you'll see. And uh, let's go ahead and take a look at the, the, you know, the, the ratings chart, if you will, to guide the conversation and see what direction uh, you know, maybe we should consider going, repair versus replace. So with that being said, let's kind of go ahead and take a look at the chart. All right, so the chart has a heating side and an air conditioning side, if you will. The, the, blue, the blue side on the left is the air conditioning side and the red side on the right is the heating side. And so I take, I've taken into consideration some criteria. Now what we're going to do with this particular tool you know, versus some of the other tools that I've given to you in some of the other episodes of Cracking the Code, um, I'm not saying you should pull out all of these tools at any given point in time for a customer, but you're probably gonna find one or two of these tools they're going to be useful and comfortable uh, you know, for you as a technician or as a comfort advisor. And so that's what I would suggest. Take one or two of these, make them your own, uh, you know, customize them for your company, customize them for your marketplace, and then you'll be able to pull them out when it's appropriate to guide the conversation. And again, be the most uh, helpful that you possibly can be 
to the customer by giving them good information so they can make a good decision. And again, I don't care what direction they go as long as they do it knowingly. And that's what the tools do. It guides the conversation. It's not like them guessing or thinking and only weighing price. There's a lot of criteria here to consider. So let's go ahead and you know, jump down on the, the air conditioning side and you'll see on the heating side, we actually mimic that as well. But in the air conditioning side, we're gonna look at the age of equi the equipment. And based on the age of equipment and some of this criteria, the customer's going to earn points, right? Points are not good in this particular case, right? A high score is not what a, a, a customer is going to want, but you'll see it makes sense. The older the machine, the more points you get. And so zero to five years, the machine's new. It's in good shape in, in most cases, right? Unless maybe you're on the coast. But they're probably gonna earn no, you know, they're not gonna earn any points for that. If you go to six to 10 years, they're gonna earn 10 points, right? Because the useful life of an air conditioner is probably gonna be 12 to 15 years. Useful life of a heat pump, probably gonna be 10 to 12 years. Again, can they last longer? Yes. I would invite you to go ahead and uh, get a equipment longevity chart, which shows you the, the low, the mid, and the high life expectancy of machines. And if you need that, you can reach out to me. I, I do have a chart that will look at furnaces and air conditioners and heat pumps, and I'll give you my contact information at the end of this, uh, uh, this segment. We'll take into consideration next the equipment operating hours. Depending on where you're located in the United States or Canada, you're gonna have a certain number of cooling hours. Obviously, you have more cooling hours, you have more of a demand on that air conditioning, uh, air conditioner, then you're going to earn more points. Um, how long do you plan on staying in your home? If you plan on staying in your, in your home a short time, well then the, the odds that you have to go ahead and repair this uh, in the future, probably you know, very low. But if you're staying, the odds are probably very high. Uh, or at least higher, you know, that you're going to incur a repair. So you earn more points based on the length of, uh, of staying in your home. Current repair cost. What is the, you know, what repair, what, what is the repair that they're looking at today and how much is that going to cost? And if it's within a certain window, again, based on the age, they earn points for that. Okay, and so those are the ones that are based on industry guidelines, those, those uh, point scales, if you will. Right, so the next several items, uh, items five through 12, are all based off of the, how the customer feels about the particular criteria. And so it's not what you think as a technician or as a comfort advisor, but more importantly, the customer and what, you know, what that criteria means to them. So when we look at what are they currently paying in the way of uh, utilities and overpaying, if you will, compared to what a new machine would cost, we can take that utility overpayment, turning into an energy savings and allow it to help pay for the system is that something that's important to them? Do they think that utilities are going to go up? Cost of fuel or cost of propane going to go up uh, on, the, on the heating side. And so if they think that's the case, then again, they can go ahead and give themselves a, a score of you know, one to three points you know, for that. If inflation on replacing the system later is of a concern, as it should be today, uh, here in the age of rising equipment costs and supply chain shortages, then that might be something that they, uh, they weigh heavily on. Uh, potential future repairs. Are they worried about uh, the thing breaking down on them when they most need it? Or are they worried about the cost of a future repair and throwing you know, good money after bad into an old machine? And again, that, you know, they can add the numbers you know, to the chart based on what they think. And next would be, would be repair history. What has been the repair history? Have they had other uh, repairs? Is this thing starting to nickel and dime? 
After that, what is the warranty on the existing machine? If they have no warranty, and they're having to basically not just pay for the parts, uh, you know, as well as the labor, then that might make sense. But if they're under warranty and they're getting the part, but they don't have to pay for the labor, well, then again, you can see how this would shake itself out. But again, if warranty is a concern versus the warranty that they would get with a new unit, because we can put a tourniquet on repair costs for a decade, right, uh, or 12 years, then that might be something that weighs a little bit heavier for them. Are they worried about return on investment? Uh, because obviously you get no return on investment or payback when you do a repair, but you would obviously on a replacement. And then lost opportunity. Uh, you, know, you know, if I don't do something now, am I missing out on something? You know, what, might I be, not be able to get a piece of machinery due to supply chain issues? Might there be some promotions and incentives uh, and some free things that I get or some savings that I get by doing something sooner rather than later? And you know, are there any comfort problems, air quality issues and concerns in the house? Humidity issues, noise issues, odors. Uh, are they are they concerned about the environment? Uh, item number twelve basically is kind of a catch-all. If any of those things kind of weigh heavily in the customer's mind, again, they're going to earn points for that. And as you see, you basically you're going to total up all of the points, and um, you know come down to the bottom, enter your score, and then if you get a score that's between zero and eleven on the cooling side, uh, you're going to go ahead and replace uh, repair the existing machine. If they get a score between 12 and 18, then it says consider items 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12 in, in that equation, right? If they get a score between 19 and 32, it says, okay, scales of justice are weighing towards uh, you know, replacement. Uh, at least it makes sense, but it's up to you. And if they get a score of 33 or higher, it says invest in one of your higher end systems because obviously some of the things that they answered warranted not going with an entry-level system or a middle-of-the-road system, but maybe a premium system. And so you've got a chart here that will guide that conversation. On the heating side, we've got similar criteria and different weight, uh, uh, weights and scales that go along with that. Again, the customer gets to go ahead and give their input on items 5 through 12. And so as you can see, combination of the customer's input along with some industry guidelines, it weighs in the scales of justice, going to warrant repair versus replace. It's no longer your opinion. It's based on some data and some science and some industry guidelines along with the customer's input and they can go ahead and be conservative. And, I, and that's what I always like to ask them. Why don't we go ahead and be conservative and just kind of give you a, a little bit of a lower score. You'll see the points add up pretty quickly there, especially when you get to older machines and costly repairs. So if you have any questions on this, feel free to reach out to me. You can call me, text me, email me anytime. I'd be happy to help you. Uh, you know, customize this for your company if you have any questions or, or how to use this with your team. Until next time, I'm Drew Cameron, and we'll see you on another edition of Cracking the Code. Well, thank you so much, Drew. Awesome to have you on the show once again. Now, if you're not an EGI member and you want to get this show emailed to you every week, fill out the form to the right of this video and you'll get it every single week, right? That's it for now, my friends. We'll see you soon. Until then, bye-bye for now.